Welcome to Animals Today, your home for a serious talk about animals. I'm Dr. Lori Kirshner. In a surprising move, and one that has the entire animal welfare community extremely concerned, the USDA, that's the U.S. Department of Agriculture, has just removed critical information from its website about the welfare and treatment of many animals. And really, the reaction of all the animal groups, large and small, and the reaction of so many people on social media has been one of shock and worry. Now, there's still a lot of information to be learned about how this happened and what exactly is going on here, but let's review what we know at this time. To do this, I want to welcome back to the show Senior Director of the Humane Society of the United States Campaigns Against Puppy Mills, John Goodwin. Welcome back, John. Yeah, well, thanks for having me back on. John, why don't we start by you telling us what information was scrubbed from the USDA website? In an abrupt decision, the USDA pulled down all Animal Welfare Act inspection reports and all Horse Protection Act inspection reports. This was information that inspectors had accumulated from visits to puppy mills, to animal research facilities, to animal exhibitors like roadside zoos, to certain horse shows where Tennessee walking horses are exhibited, and uh, there's a certain practice that's, that uh, is used to inflict pain on the uh, Tennessee walking horses' ankles so that they would walk with an exaggerated gait in this particular show event. And this was information that people needed to know, and all of it was just stripped off the Internet mm. just with no notice wow. about three weeks ago. Who accesses this information, and how is it used? Groups like the Humane Society of the United States have relied on this information. We put out a report every year called the Horrible Hundred, where we document animal cruelty at 100 problem puppy mills, and we largely rely on these government documents. And then animal advocates would use the information from our report when talking to local officials about problems at pet stores in their area, stores who were getting puppies from some of the worst puppy mills in the country. You even had seven state laws that require that pet stores acquire puppies from places that do not have certain severe violations on their animal welfare inspection reports. Well, now those laws are completely unenforceable because an animal control agency has no independent way of verifying that the uh, places that rear the puppies in the pet store actually came from facilities with clean reports. It, it just goes on and on and on. This is an assault on uh, animals first and foremost. It's an assault on consumers. It's an assault on local agencies that are trying to enforce certain laws. The only beneficiary are those who abused animals, got caught, and don't want their customers to know about it. Wow. Now, would you comment on animals in research labs? What information previously was available online about animal labs, and what will be the effect of losing access to this information? Well, the animal research angle is particularly interesting because the HSUS had sued in 2005, uh, arguing that the public had a right to know certain information about what was going on in laboratories. And there was a legal settlement in 2009 where the USDA agreed to have certain information publicly available on their website. And that information was stripped from the web as well, something that we've uh, uh, put them on notice that is going to be an object of litigation um, if they do not quickly rectify the problem. But it was numbers of animals that are used by species, you know, all sorts of data. If a facility 
was cited because they had violated one of the uh, uh, provisions in the Animal Welfare Act in regards to the care and the housing of the animals. Uh, there was a lot of really useful information that was in there. Now, I know a special interest of yours is puppy mills. This removal inf- of information from their, their website greatly will impact our ability to monitor the breeding industry as a whole, right? Yeah, it absolutely will. I mean, you know, the puppy millers, they 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 cry and they whine any time what they do is exposed in the light of the day. But the fact is, is that these were reports written by USDA inspectors who had no particular uh, agenda one way or the other. And it's just it's shocking that they would take this information down and deny the public access to what it says. But that said, there's incredible pressure to put this stuff back up. 118 members of Congress so far have signed letters. Uh, there have been several letters to the USDA demanding the information go back up. Oh, fantastic. There's been several lawsuits that have been filed. Oh, and they've been taking a beating. I mean, when you've got conservative commentators like Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram and progressive commentators like Rachel Maddow on the same page of an issue, you know that uh, uh, someone has done something really, really bad. Right, exactly. You know, John, the USDA states that this action was taken due to privacy concerns and court rulings. What do you think this means? And is there any element of validity in those concerns? No, there's there's no validity there at all. I mean, if if you have a restaurant and you fail your health inspection, that information is going to be publicly available. Um, if you uh, commit certain offenses, you know, like someone shoplifts a soda from a convenience store, their name might end up in the newspaper before their case has been adjudicated. Why is it th- that those folks? names can be exposed when they've been accused of doing something they're not supposed to do. But someone who's abused an animal is afforded some sort of uh, privacy so that no one will know what they've done. Uh, And you take this another step, you'd have some of these puppy millers who would complain about, well, these inspection reports would have the address of our business on them. And we don't want people to know where we are because people don't like what we do. And yet the number one trade group for the puppy millers, the Missouri Pet Breeders Association, puts their entire membership directory on their website, complete with addresses, phone numbers, and emails. Their membership directory actually has more personal information in it than was ever on a USDA inspection report. Mm. Apparently, they don't care that much about privacy. Apparently, that's a canard. That's just an excuse. The real issue is not letting their customers know what they've done to these dogs. Now, can this be attributed to the new Trump's administration team, or is this something that was being developed under Obama? And do we know any of the individual people who might be responsible for this? And if not, John, would you care to speculate? Well, I can do a little speculation. There's been a lot of finger pointing because nobody wants to own up to being responsible for this ludicrous decision right. to uh, strip this information, to purge this information. Now, People in the current administration are saying that this was considered uh, last year by the Obama administration, but then a former spokesperson for the USDA said, no, we had thought about it but rejected this idea. Uh, so you've kind of got people pointing fingers and, uh, at each other. But I will say this. There's one thing we do know for sure. That's that there's a man named Brian Klippenstein who has been a part of the USDA transition team. They have these transition teams to help agencies move from one administration to the next when a new president comes in. Mm -hmm. And he had previously been the 
uh, executive director of a group called Protect the Harvest. This is an organization that spent a quarter million dollars in North Dakota in 2012 to stop an effort to raise penalties for torturing a dog, cat, or horse. There was a complete agriculture exemption, a complete research exemption, complete animals entertainment exemption. Mm. This was targeted at people that do things like set kittens on fire. Mm. And they chose to spend a quarter million dollars defending those sort of sadists. This is an organization that has never seen uh, an animal cruelty law that they can support. And so when one of their leaders was a part of the USGA transition team, and then there was this massive purge of information related to animal effect inspection reports, it becomes pretty easy to start connecting dots. Right. John, does this change mean that the information is simply not going to be collected, or is it just going to be harder to access? The information is still collected because they're still doing the inspections. Now, the USDA will say, well, you could just do a Freedom of Information Act request and still get the information. Right. Okay, well, two things about that. Number one, the fact that it's still available in some form completely undercuts their privacy argument. If their privacy argument had any validity, then it wouldn't be available in any form. Second, those Freedom of Information Act requests can take a year or more to get the information. Now, let's say you're one of those states that has a pet store sourcing law that says that pet stores cannot source from commercial dog breeding operations that have certain violations on those inspection reports. Well, if you're an animal control officer trying to uh, see the inspection reports to see if the pet store is complying with the law, the statute of limitations on the law may expire before you get the evidence to prove they even broke the law. That's why this reliance on these FOIA requests is so absurd. How can people learn more and what can they do to express their concerns and unhappiness with this action? Well, first off, we are going to be, I mean, we're, this is a, something that we're tackling aggressively until the problem is solved. Now, Wayne Paselli uh, has a blog that you can subscribe to through waynepaselli.org or the humanesociety.org. And anyone that gets that blog is going to be getting updates uh, on a regular basis. So I encourage everyone to sign up because we'll keep you posted on this and other uh, pressing animal protection issues. Now, what can you do? We need everyone to pick up the phones, call their two U.S. senators, call their U.S. representative, and urge them to pressure the USDA to do the right thing and put this information back online. Stop protecting these animal abusers, USDA. Put the information back up there. It may ultimately come down to an act of Congress to fix this, so we've got to build the support there on Capitol Hill. John Goodwin with the Humane Society of the United States. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, it's Dr. Lori Kirshner, host of Animals Today Radio, and I'd like to invite you to join me each week right here for the latest animal news from around the globe. From animals in the wild to animals on farms and in agriculture to our beloved dogs and cats, Animals Today tackles the important issues about their welfare and rights while promoting compassion and respect for all living creatures. And yes, Animals Today is your home for a serious talk about animals, but there's big doses of fun and adventure for everyone. If you want to know what you can do to help tigers in the wild, or whether your family should adopt a tortoise, or why you should avoid buying puppies from pet stores, you will love Animals Today. So make sure to join us on this station each week. Visit us at animalstodayradio.com, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and join the discussion on Facebook. Thanks for listening.